Joshua chapter 1 verse 1. Now it came to pass after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Now God is speaking to Joshua because Moses has passed away, and now Joshua is the new leader and judge of Israel. 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. God used to talk to Moses, but now that Moses is dead, God is speaking to Joshua. Because Joshua is going to do everything that Moses would have done if Moses were still alive. And we have to remember that Joshua was trained in faith. He wasn't trained in how to speak in front of people or how to manage a corporation or tactical skills in war. He was trained in faith. A lot of Christian organizations today, they operate just like secular businesses do. They train the same way that secular businesses train. And we can't have success with God that way. The only way to be successful is to have faith, and that's spiritual training, not temporal training. Joshua had the right training for the job, which was spiritual training, which is believing every single thing that God says, and believing it with all your heart, and acting upon it because you believe it. That's what faith is all about. It isn't about knowing everything, or being a great public speaker, or having management skills. Faith is totally different. 3. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, to you have I given it, as I spoke to Moses. God is proclaiming the same promise to Joshua that he told Moses. Everywhere that the Israelites walk, that will be their inheritance. They will own the land that they walk on. 4. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river ye Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your border. From the southern end where the wilderness is, all the way to the northern end where the Euphrates River is, and all the west coast where the Great Sea, which is the Mediterranean Sea, is. 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. God is promising Joshua, no man will be able to take your place, because you're the one who I have chosen to be judge over Israel. For the rest of your life, you are going to be judge over Israel, and I am going to stand with you, and I will not turn my back on you. God is promising Joshua a lifelong job to be the leader of Israel, just as Moses had it for life. Now Joshua has it for life. 6. Be strong and of good courage, for thou shalt cause this people to inherit the land which I swore unto their fathers to give to them. One of the meanings of the name Joshua is Savior, and Joshua is a type, meaning that he foreshadows the Savior to come. And here God is telling him, you are going to help this people inherit the land. And Jesus, our Savior, helps us inherit our soul and also the promised land of heaven because he drives the demons out of our lives so that we can operate in faith instead of operating in the flesh. And then he leads us to the ultimate promised land, which is heaven. And that's why Jesus is our Savior. In many ways, Moses foreshadowed the Christ to come, and so did Joseph. Now we're going to see how Joshua foreshadows the Christ to come.
7. Only be strong and very courageous to observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest have good success whithersoever thou goest. Now whithersoever means wherever you go. God is saying, if you follow my commandments perfectly and you don't add or subtract, you don't go off on little rabbit trails, you will have success everywhere you go. We as Christians need to remember that because we go off on so many religious rabbit trails. We think we've discovered something new, but we haven't discovered anything because we forgot what the Bible says. And that's why we need to stay in the Word, because you will forget what the Bible says. Believe me, I've read it dozens of times, and I still keep forgetting what it says. Unless I read it on a daily basis, your flesh gets in the way and you forget. And then you go off on this religious side journey, and you miss the mark. In order to follow the commands of the Lord perfectly, we need to keep reminding ourselves what those commands are. 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy ways prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. We need to meditate on the word. Now, we've already read the law three times. We read it in the book of Exodus. We read it in the book of Leviticus, and we read it again in the book of Deuteronomy. And the reason we read it three times before we got to the book of Joshua was so that it would be well established in our minds and in our hearts. So by now, if you should be highly familiar with the law of God, which most Christians aren't. Most Christians have no clue what God's commandments are. They've never read them. So if you read the first five books, then you do know what the law of God is. But God is telling Joshua to meditate on it night and day so that he'll never forget, because your flesh will make you forget. And that's what we need to do too. We need to read the Bible every single day, because otherwise we're going to forget. 9. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not affrighted, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. And he says, I have commanded you to be courageous and to not be afraid. Remember, fear is always a sin in the Bible. Every single reference to fear in the Bible is explained as sin, unless it's a holy fear of God. He's commanding Joshua that Joshua is not allowed to be afraid of giants or battles or anything. 10. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, 11. Pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare your victuals, for within three days ye are to pass over this Jordan, to go in to possess the land, which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. Victuals means food. He's saying, Pack some meals, because you're going to be walking. Because right now they're camping. They can cook it on their fire whenever they want. But he's telling them you need to make prepared meals that you can carry on your back or in your wagons and just haul it out whenever you need it. And he's telling them in three days they're going to go out. Now three is a godly number because it represents the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Twelve. And to the Reubenites, and to the Gadites, and to their half-tribe Manasseh, spoke Joshua, saying, 13. Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God giveth you rest, and will give you this land. 14. Your wives, and your little ones, and your cattle shall abide in the land which Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But ye shall pass over before your brethren armed. All the mighty men of valor shall help them. They had already made an agreement a while back that the three tribes who wanted to take over the land of Sihon, they already had this agreement that they would inherit that land instead of land in Canaan, but they had to fight with 
the other Israelites to help the other Israelites get their land in Canaan. And then if they did that, then the Israelites in Canaan would protect their land there in Sihon. But if they refused to fight and help their brothers, then the land of Israel would not protect the land of Sihon, and they would have to leave Sihon and go take a place in the land of Israel. They are going to make good on their promise to fight, so they're going to leave the weak and the babies and the wives behind in the fortified cities that they built in Sihon, and those people will wait for the warriors to return after the other tribes have inherited the land of Canaan. These warriors are going to be gone quite a long time. It's going to be months before they can return, maybe a few years, because they have to help the other Israelites fight all the battles in Canaan. The warriors of the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the Manassites are all armed. That's part of the agreement. They have to be armed and they're going to travel on across the Jordan. 15. Until the Lord have given your brethren rest as unto you, and they also have possessed the land which the Lord your God giveth them, then ye shall return unto the land of your possession and possess it, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sun rising. Their land faces east, but it's on the south side of Israel. 16. And they answered Joshua, saying, All that thou hast commanded us we will do, and whithersoever thou sendest us we will go. So all the warriors of those three tribes have said, Yes, we're going to make good on our promise. We're going. 17. According as we hearkened unto Moses in all things, so will we hearken unto thee. Only the Lord thy God be with thee, as he was with Moses. They're saying, We are going to follow you in full allegiance, just as we followed Moses. But may the Lord be with you as he was with Moses, because we don't want to follow somebody who the Lord has deserted. 18. Whosoever he be that shall rebel against thy commandment, and shall not hearken unto thy words in all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death, only be strong and of good courage. These three tribes are telling Joshua, if anyone from our group does not obey your commandments, then that person we will put to death. We're not going to have any rebels in our camp, but be of faith. This is the beginning of excitement. We're getting ready to see the Israelites cross the Jordan and start making war against the pagans. And that concludes Joshua chapter 1.